Hello, welcome to episode number 57 of True Cult Pop. It's what we believe to be the very best music podcast available to you for free every Friday. That's what I think. That's what I think. It's just my opinion. It's what a lot of people are saying. So I nearly went into Donald Trump then. A lot of people are saying it's the very best podcast. <laughs> it's me, Stephen Hill. Hope you're well. Joined as ever by a soggy Gaz Jones. Yes, yes, Soggy. Glad to be inside now. It's that's not a metaphor, it's, by the way. That's he's literally he's quite wet yeah, in the weather. Yeah, it's How not an accident. I'm, I'm all right. No, I'm in control. I'm in control of my bladder control. for yeah. the time being. I'm very yeah. I'm I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm really good. Um, yeah, a lot to get through this week. It was a lot to get through this a week. It's through. it's one of those episodes where we round up the months, albums, and releases in one show which means we've got 16 albums and a brand new song of some note to be talking to you about here on the show which is what we are going to be doing so i'll skip the pleasantries and i'll just get the fucking straight on with it i reckon Mm, we'll also probably give you a few excuses as to why we're not covering certain things but do that in a bit in it do that in a bit if you would like to sign up for our patreon You can do that, and I suggest that you do do that. Patreon.com forward slash True Cult Pop to sign up for all of exclusive content over there. Come in tomorrow if you're listening to this podcast the day it comes out. We are doing a Your Cult Pop based on a suggestion by one of our very fine patrons of an album by a band called Beauty Pill. The album is called Beauty Pill. I've forgotten the name of the album now. I thought I'd written it down. I actually haven't written it down, but it's called Beauty Pill Explains Everything in their own exact way is that what it's called yeah, in their own minute details or something that's oh, not what it's called at all that's really it? not what it's called <laughs> should really know this because i've been legit obsessed with this album it's a, it's a long you you just do you just do the first beauty pill explains and then it usually comes up yeah. but anyway the album is called let me give you the precise actual real title for it beauty pill describes things as they are is the name of the album from yeah. 2015 now even as someone who spent an hour talking about this record yesterday, I still don't know what the actual title of the record is. But <laughs> what I can tell you is, if you haven't heard that album, you should go to our Patreon page. This isn't just a cheap plug and sell. You should go to our Patreon page and listen to what we have to say about that record. Yeah. Because we have things to say about that record that I think are what the kids call hot takes, guys. Yeah, massively. I did get a little bit too excited and I did a little bit of backtracking. So, <laughs> you did uh, actually, yeah. I and did. the thing is... is I, I, I almost went full Picasso and I was like, no, yeah, you rightfully so called me out on it and I did pull back a little bit. So Yeah, yeah well, you know, look, I wasn't trying to put, to call you out on it, but I just know that like these things will, fo- will they will follow you around, unfortunately, when you say, you know, it's better than... But I mean, you didn't say anything particularly ridiculous, actually. You didn't say anything particularly ridiculous at all. I did no. think... Gaz said it's there was one particular band that you said this album is better than everything X band has done. You'll have to wait for the special. And I was like, wow. But I didn't think it was an absurd thing to say. I just was like, mm. oh, it's hard. When a band are big and they have such a lot of sort of yeah. social cachet and they have a, there's so much context in it surrounding the importance of their output, it is hard to just steam on in and say, I don't know. Oh, this debut album from this metal band is better than the debut album from the biggest metal band in the history of metal bands. That's a, a dumb thing to say, even if you can kind of back up that yeah. by saying, I think the music's better. Mm. Uh, so, but anyway. I, I, 
I just think it's it's been a, such a long time bef- since I've kind of gone absolutely do lally over what is essentially a recommendation. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like fuck, fuck, fuck. It, I was like full fucking Lars Ulrich, just going into random fuck. people's faces, going fuck. It, this is it, this is as far away from stock as you could possibly get. Oh my lordy! So anyway, look, we've done a podcast on this album, and if you haven't heard it, then we well, haven't heard the podcast yet. If you're listening to this, because we haven't released it yet, but if you do listen to the podcast, I hope you do, and I hope you go and listen to Beauty Pill. If, even if you don't listen to the podcast, consider this a recommendation, a secondhand recommendation. Go and listen to the album Beauty Pill Describes Things They Are by the band Beauty Pill because we've done a podcast on it and fucking hell. Anyway, enough of about that. We also should say as well, if you sign up for our £5 a month tier, that's any amount you can suggest an album, trying to get through all your suggestions as much as we possibly can. £5 a month tier, you get two excellent podcasts, probably our best podcasts on various things, classic albums, beginner's guide to stuff. We were joined by lovely Dave Fenson from the Pop Collaborate and Listen podcast and we talked about our beginner's guide to the golden age of hip-hop. And considering there is a lot to get through, I feel like we mentioned... 20% of the stuff that you should probably mention so yeah. it's very much a beginner's guide for the first time we normally like do yeah. everyone's entire career we have had to kind of cap that after two and a bit hours yeah you know, even insane clown posse got a mention but i know i don't you know insane clown posse and the renegade you got a mention but funk dubious didn't it's true it's true yeah yeah <laughs> sorry Damn about it. that sorry about that but it was good wasn't it it's was good fun oh it was wonderful fun it was like, yeah, always a pleasure chatting with Dave. Absolute fucking lad. Legend. He is. He's a, I've put my mic down for a second so I can get some water. I was hoping you are going to... Uh, oh, sorry. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> no, don't uh, worry. Yeah, I've got yeah. it now. I've got the bottle in one hand. I look like I'm sort of oh, double fisting. Have you got the something. bottle, Steve? Have you got the uh, bottle? Have you got the bottle? I have, yeah. <laughs> Let me have a sip of this water and then we'll just get on with the show. But yeah, patreon.com forward slash true cult pop. Get over there. Have a listen to our recommendations on the Golden Age of Hip Hop. It was a lovely, lovely time is what I'm going to say. This is where I take a sip of water because I've got okay, a mate. really bad sore throat. You have. You sound outrageously gruff, but kind of sexy. Late night DJ I voice. That. Nice. I appreciate that. Like, yeah, nice. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Steve Lee. Yeah, Steve Lee Travis. There you go. <laughs> to Give us all your recommendations. Any nice. shout you have, any people you love. So, well, uh, anyway, nothing. Yeah. Full yeah. Of <laughs> uh, mate, new Beatles song. Yeah. There's yeah. a new Beatles song. There is a new, well, there is a final Beatles song. The last ever yeah. Beatles song yeah. ever. <sighs> yeah. Which is called Now and Then. It got released today as we record. It was released yeah. about two o'clock, three, three hours ago. Two, uh, yeah, two o'clock this afternoon it, it went live. I think mm. it had its like premiere kind of radio play at two o'clock whatever station up pretty six i would have thought six and um, bbc radio two as well both oh, the okay same time. there you go uh and then obviously immediately went on streaming and everywhere uh, mm-hmm. there's a little documentary that got released yesterday that was put on youtube it's about 12 minutes long it's really yeah it's quite interesting um so am i right in saying that this is something that yoko ono found of john lennon a yeah. demo of john lennon and mm. then decided to give it to paul mccartney who enlisted the help of ringo Starr and they've sort of turned it into a song. Is that right? Well, this song was on uh, the initial tape that Yoko gave to Paul in about 94 that had Free as a Bird on it, uh, Real Love, and 
diss track now and then and now and then obviously they recorded Free as a Bird and Real Love for Anthologies 1 and 2 respectively they yeah. were going to record a new song for Anthology 3 which was mm-hmm. going to be now and then but the, the recording was so fucking god awful with like hum and you could barely hear like Lennon's voice um, I think they did start it um, but it was just too much to kind of the technology wasn't there yet but you know fast forward to last year with like all the technology that Peter Jackson was using um, for his like incredible mm. incredible get back documentary I think Paul basically gave Peter Jackson the tape and they took it because they basically like invented this technology where they can kind of take these songs these basic audio tracks from you know 50 odd years ago and completely separate everything and they managed to separate like Lennon's voice and there's a bit towards the end of the, 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 the kind of mini documentary where all you can it's just Lennon's voice and it is crystal fucking clear it's hauntingly fucking crystal clear and it's like oh my god wow that, that was the bit where I was like fuck me and I, I started you know listening to the song I did get a little bit kind of emotional because like like um George Harrison's like sly guitar solo that was something that he he'd initially kind of recorded during yeah. those 94 sessions and um McCartney's bass and the harmony stuff and it's it is quite a beautiful song um the the artwork for the for the because it's been really it's proper old school it there's like there's a cd single a cassette single a seven inch single and a 12 inch mm. single and a download mm. there's all the fucking formats and, i saw ringo um, star pimping out the seven inch but also putting his own hey here's my cds out for i got my new cd out peace and love peace and love, peace and love. also there's a, also love. there's a also there's a new beatles song and you're like oh ringo Big up the Beatles song first before pimping on, your own mate. fucking shitty album, yeah, mate. Exactly. Come on. No one gives a fine fuck about any Ringo album. And Thomas about. the Tank Engine seasons one to seven are on <laughs> Netflix, guys. And there, Oh, and there's a new Beatles song. Yeah, oh, and by the way. Mm. Um, but it's I'll, I'll be interested to see kind of how well it does because this, this was like fucking world event. I can guarantee this will be like one of the main things they talk about on the 6 o'clock news tonight and stuff like that. This is big fucking news, man. Big, really big. news. Really big. And, you know, I think when songs are released like this, they can never, ever, ever live up to the hype, right? They never oh, no, can. of course not. We all, you know, we're both old enough to remember the crushing disappointment of the first time we heard Free as a Bird. Yeah, and I think Free as a Bird is all right. I think Real Love is Real Love. Real, that's the, real great, Love right? is incredible. That is yeah. an unbelievable it, it's song. It's a great song, Real Love. Yeah. And so yeah. I was a bit like, hmm, well, surely this would have seen the light of day a while ago, even if it was of the same quality of them. And, you know, I've got to be honest, my favourite Beatles songs are not necessarily always the ballady ones. I mean, obviously there are amazing Beatles ballads, oh, yeah. but... <laughs> I did listen to this and I was like, this is a perfectly decent song. Really nice. It's good. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I can understand why it never made it beyond where it made it. Because I think when you compare it to, mind you saying that, I suppose you have to put into context of what did this sound like it, or what could this have sounded like in 1969? Um, or, you know. Yeah, but it wasn't recorded. It wasn't demoed until about 78. Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah, you know, this, it, this wasn't like it was like a a Beatles demo from the late sixties. This mm. wasn't even written to like you know it was recorded in the, in the Dakota building. You know, yeah, they only moved there in what seventy five, I think. 
Mm. Yeah, I was more yeah. thinking like, you know, where would this... Oh, were, were oh, this okay. to have been released okay. as part of the Beatles right. canon back when they were actually a band would people have considered it like a legit classic and it's hard to say really but I think now Pro- in 2023 you, yeah. you would go I mean it's hard with such a sort of storied classic legendary back catalogue to yeah. go where would this song that I heard three hours ago <laughs> sit in amongst yeah. Yeah. You know, the most important back catalogue of music in history it's quite hard to say, but so you know, I think you've got to you've you've got to temper your expectations a little bit. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. I think it is at present. It's probably if you take the post anthology Beatles songs, the three of them, uh, it's probably my least favourite. But it's still good. It's still pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, it, it's it's kind of interesting what you're saying because they're trying to put it into context. Because obviously, you know, the the level of quality was so fucking high. Um, was was I really really excited and looking forward to this? Not really. I know people that were. You know, mm. friend, this is a very old friend of mine who was literally fucking frothing at the mouth. I think he, I bet I think he barely slept a wink last night. It was like a kid on Christmas Eve. You know, um, you know, is it a necessary thing? Is it going to change the world? No, but is it a nice thing to to, to listen to? Yes. The thing, yeah. the thing, I the thing I was more interested in was the whole kind of technolo- technological side, and I was just, you know, that bit. I'm glad I watched the documentary first before I listened to the song, because mm-hmm. that like last few minutes we like yeah, so not hear Lennon's. That. Oh, okay, it's, yeah, it's it's about ten or eleven minutes long, loads of archival footage, and you know, um, I like it's got new interviews, like voiceover interviews with McCartney and and Ringo Starr. Um, the bit where you hear Lennon's voice completely isolated and absolutely just fucking crystal clear like he's in the room with you that's cool that's really fucking cool it's amazing what you know what they can do now and th- there was all this talk about oh you know is it AI generated is it a computer's version of Lennon no that is John Lennon that is John mm-hmm. Lennon you know um, and yeah I kind of found that side of it a lot more interesting than the sort of the artwork is fucking terrible as well. The artwork is terrible, isn't it? What's all that rubbish? About? What is that? It looks like rubbish. something someone like, sort of done it on believe Microsoft Paint or something. No, it looks it looks like a kind of ELO greatest. Not even ELO. It's like a, um, uh, an OMD greatest hits collection from 1989 or something. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? it's, it's it's poor, man. Rubbish. I, th- I thought you know they they could, they could have, they could have literally got anyone. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Literally fucking anyone. Yeah, literally anyone to have done that and. Yeah, it, but I'll be interested to see what you know where it gets in in the charts. I might actually listen to the charts uh, tomorrow or today when this comes out, mm. um, and 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 see. I've done a way you listen to it, but it's probably you can still find it. You still it's find it. You've got a DAB radio somewhere, mate. Yeah, you got long, I'm sure you can find Long Wave on your van somewhere. <laughs> there. Anyway, anyway, new Beatles song. There you go. Yeah. New Beatles song. Interesting. Right, mm. let's get through. We've got 16 albums to get through. Right. Come on. Last, we said when we started doing this last month, you know, we're going to round up as many albums as we possibly can at the start of each month from what we've been listening to all month. We did do a poll and um, I said, do you want us to review the Blink-182 album? And most of you said yes. I think like sort of 67% of people said yes, we'd like you mm. to review it. We're not going to review why, the Blink- I wonder why they said that. Look, we're not going to review the new Blink-182 album because I've not listened to it. Now, my plan was to 
not listen to it, but then review it anyway and <laughs> do it as a joke and just be like, oh, I like the bit where Tom DeLong says that, you know, he fucks a moose in the bum or something, whatever, which is probably what it does sound like to some yeah. shitty old pop punk. It, uh, but um, I've, I've, I've listened to it. Okay, well, I, I basically... It's awful. It's I've awful. Already, I've already made that joke on the last episode of True Crap Pop. So if you want to hear my review of the Blink-182 album, it's on the Kevin Rowland episode of True Crap Pop. And it's about as much respect as I'm going to give to yeah. a Blink-182 album that doesn't have Matt Skiba on, basically. So I've yeah. got absolutely no interest. But you quickly want to say what you think of it, Blink-182 album, Gaz? It's, it's fucking terrible. Okay. I, 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 I listened, to, I, I listened th- to it once. It's awful. Um the productions I, I hate the production on it I've seen a lot of people kind of raving about the production um, um, Travis um, what kind of Barker fucking no thank you mm-hmm. I was going to say Bickle but no, Lind- no. Linda's, Linda's dad Travis yeah, that's the one. Barker yeah yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, project, it's, it's awful it's rubbish it's exactly what you expect it to be I was kind of interested when Skiba joins I did I, I didn't mind California but that was, but I didn't mind it because Matt Skiba was on it. Yeah, but it, I still but it, it was isn't, rubbish, isn't it funny? The older we get, the more we realise I don't actually find Tom DeLonge the most reprehensible member of that band. Tom DeLonge, isn't it? Sorry, same thing. What's the other one called? Mark, Mark Hoppers. Hoppers. Mark, yeah, yeah, I don't Mark fucking, I've seen this a few times before. Absolute penis. Deluxe. He's a fucking dick. And I mean, the only good thing that any of them have really kind of put their name to, um, well, you know. Travis is like he's guessing on a fuck ton of stuff but like it just made it makes me kind of appreciate the Boxcar Racer album even more with each mm. passing year it's a fucking good album man mm. and I'm really the thing I loved about it most was the fact that that was the album that broke up that fucking band and why and, and for whatever fucking reason they are bigger now than they've ever been in their entire fucking career it's mad yeah it's a sad thing as we speak Fallout Boy are playing tonight in London and I think uh, they're just the sort of same sort of thing isn't it i mean i don't get it really but anyway it, i was gonna say we weren't gonna review it i'm not we kind of have gas sort of has he's also reviewed Sorry. mark hoppus one out of ten but i'm glad yeah. mark hoppus didn't i tell you what i will say i'm glad mark hoppus didn't die because i wouldn't i didn't want you know then you know now we can sort of now mark hoppus is cancer free I'm, I'm genuinely happy that he is and a lot of people enjoy their music you lot crack on but never <laughs> ever mentioned Blink-182 to me ever no. again. No. Do not darken our door. We all pick, we pick an album of the month every month. Last month, we picked the same album for our album of the month, but this hasn't happened yeah. this month. So whose album are we going to do first as album of the month? Are we going to do mine or are we going to do Gaz's? It's a rhetorical question. We're doing mine because I oh. believe that my pick is of a smaller, <laughs> neat, like, I don't think they need the exposure, but you've picked a more sizable artist, hence why I have. I'm going in on this first Fair. of all if that's all right fine Far okay away. good album of the month for me i am saying it is famous last words by cassie dead the second album from the london-based rapper the follow-up to his 2014 debut album the number 23 although even though we're looking at you know a nine-year period between records He's released a whole bunch of stuff during that period. I have to say, I wasn't really familiar with the work of Cassid Dead until my good friend Luigi, who I want to shout out as a, an excellent source of knowledge and a fountain of excellent hip-hop reviews and recommendations for me, serves me up nice. plenty of top-quality hip-hop recommendations. He messaged me and he was like, you will love this. 
and good god do i ever love this so what you've got here essentially is really violent london based grime mixed with the score from scarface and blade runner <laughs> and alexander o'neill actual 80s pop love loveliness all kind of mixed in together and this kind of retro futuristic idea of you know bringing that sort of stranger things synth the 80s thing back is we're probably going to talk about it a lot just on this episode today but i'm not sure i've ever heard anyone quite manage to meld these things together in this very specific way quite like he does i mean like i say it's a violent sounding record. A song like Pineapple Juice sounds like Wiley remixing Jules Taxi by Vanessa Paradis. <laughs> Sarah Connor is like the drive soundtrack transported to the streets of Peckham. Boys Will Be Boys sounds like the Gap Band and Alexandra O'Neill on the soundtrack to Kid Althood. He says he's listening to David Bowie and Erasure on Traction Control. He could equally be listening to like Temper T and buster rhymes and i mean it's more kind of american hip-hop but do you know what i mean like f- super fucking aggro hip-hop some of this lyrically speaking is so violent and so angry and so like terrifying absolutely terrifying there's a song on it uh what is the song on it where he talks about the french girl that he's kind of flirting with in a bar and then she's like come back to mine so he does um and then it turns out that there's a guy waiting in the hotel room for, with like a big knife and a gun i mean all of it is just like you know there is stabbings and shootings and car crashes and drug deals and murder and quite aggressive sexual things happening throughout all of this and Cassid Dead is a brilliant lyricist with all of the kind of with taking all that stuff but adding loads of humor to it as well um was it served up more aces than Bjorn Borg and Rebecca <laughs> Davenport like really really fucking really really funny some of the lines in this as well like really really good he's got a really good voice he's got a really good flow and he's got this kind of like gap band erasure 80s like vangelis 80s synth thing all going on around him like to the point where the final track uh the final track skydive neil tennant from pet shop boy turns up on it. <laughs> yeah. that was a lovely surprise wasn't it? it was a lovely surprise and i was like now <laughs> i mean i'm not sure you'd get that on a gets album do you know what i mean i'm not sure that that would happen <laughs> no no and it's almost like these two things which I at the moment kind of spend most of my time listening to but have really have nothing in common particularly have managed to find or somebody has managed to find a way to amalgamate the pair of them and it's fucking brilliant. I mean for me best song I'm going to pick a best song on each album Venom super cheesy trumpet parps like like I mean we talked about level 42 the other day and you're like this is that yacht rock yacht yacht rock level 42 thing but then brutal fucking notes like dropping toasters in baths and it's got almost like a female vocal hook which sounds like kylie on it right it's got the fucking lot that song it's brilliant i i love this record 
and I am immediately like, this guy's the best. He's the fucking best. I don't really know anything about him other than this album is awesome. I'm not I'm not making this up, am I, Gaz? This is brilliant, right? Surely. Oh, God, no. I mean, in, in, in kind of any other month, this would have been my album of, album of the month without question. Um, it's, it's fucking incredible. It's kind of pretty much identical kind of stuff that I'm going to say really you know sci- sci-fi soundtrack full of kind of edge and paranoia dystopian kind of future pop um, 80s inspired synth soundscapes and like incredible wordplay and that kind of juxtaposition of like the kind of gap band Alexander O'Neill kind of synthy kind of stuff but but like with the lyrics just so fucking just dark man just really dark just, or, or Virgin on kind of nasty stuff, man. Mm-hmm. But real, just incre- you know, l- l- losing is incredible. But the track on there for me is, is Pineapple Juice, man. The duet with Cameo, yeah. um, not that Cameo. No, no I was going to say like I was like, yeah. is it Cameo? Oh no, it's not. No, no, no <laughs> it's with a K. Damn it, it's not. Um, yeah, strawberry. <laughs> um, yeah, it's wonderful. And it basically, if Gaslight hadn't released a new album. This would have been my album of the month, without question. It's fucking great. It's absolutely Super. fucking great. Like I say, Cassie Dead, Famous Last Words, is my album of the month. Gaz, you've already kind of given away what your album of the month is. I have. Spoiler. Yeah, it's Gaslight Anthem. <laughs> yeah, the history book. So Gatha, Gaslight Anthem is Gaz's yeah. album of the month. The sixth studio album from the New, jo- New Joysy Heartland Punk. New Joysy. I nearly said it in a normal way, and I was like, no, nah, do the accent, and then ah. I bottled it. And then I had to go back, because it sounded weird. Yeah. The follow-up to Rubbish. 2014's Get Her album. So again, you know... Yeah. Nine years without a record. Um, album of the month for you. Yeah, it's like when they finish with like the tour and cycle of Get Hurt. Because you know, let's put the cards on the table. Get Hurt was shit. It was rubbish. It killed their fucking career. That album, and it was such a shame. And in, like in that kind of interim period, like you know, Brian Fallon's has some interesting stuff. His solo stuff, so it's all right. Um, I love the Horrible Crows. That was, that Horrible Crows album was it Elsie, I think it was called. That was fucking great I, well, I think that was kind of just before that was just before kind of get hurt I think but anyway yeah. um, well, I put history books on man it, it took me precisely 10 seconds into this album to make me realise how much I fucking miss Gaslight Anthem um, this is like the proper follow up to kind of handwritten as far as I'm concerned I just discount get hurt now um, nobody does like somber as uplifting as Gaslight um, you know Brian Fallon is like one of my absolute favourite songwriters when he gets it right um, you know he's done kind of sort of some growing up I think we know his voice is kind of like sort of low register and stuff and um, but it's still just kind of it's no less passionate at all um, and like you know when they came out literally out of fucking nowhere in 2008 I remember you know it was just like one day no one in this country had heard of Gaslight and the next day they were on the front cover of Kerrang and everyone and they were just everywhere mm. and it was mad it, it, it made far too much hype possibly and it, did it happen too quick for him definitely um, but they've got a hell of a fucking back catalogue you know, there's at least two if not three kind of classics for me uh, and this is this is fantastic this is this is up there with with American slang is it as good as 59 sounds 
probably you know ask me in a couple of years or something but like spider bites flies out the gate you know classic gaslight um riffing you know all sort of, kind of soaring guitars and and kind of clattering drums michigan 1975 that's that's the best song of this album it's just beautiful kind of fragility and an incredible fallon vocal and then the title track which is like uh, a sequel song to like the, um, the 59 sound song you know and how'd you make it more cool oh yeah we'll do a fucking duet with the boss yeah bruce springsteen just happens to be on that and it's fucking just it's glorious it's fucking glorious and like Springsteen's just like um, announced some like big shows for next summer. He's doing Wembley, I think. Mm-hmm. It'd be fucking great to have Gaslight supporting. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, this sounds more like the Gaslight anthem. Yeah, this sounds, is, it sounds like the Gaslight more... anthem that we fell in love with. Yeah, like, definitely. You know, I mean, there's still a bit of stuff on this that I'm maybe not as fussed about. I mean, is it just my imagination, or have they gone a little bit more into? I don't want to say shoegazy, but certainly like the, there's some slightly more low energy songs which recall something like the War on Drugs, maybe even like the National a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I definitely think that I like the Gaslight Anthem when they're kind of powering along a bit yeah, more. Yeah. I, yeah, I think you know there's 16 albums that we're doing this week, and I don't. I'm going to say like I think this album's pretty good. I don't even think this is the best version of this type of thing that we're talking about on this episode fair because there is there is another one coming mm-hmm. and i think it's yes, pretty it's pretty tight it's pretty tight and what i would say in the defense in the in the kind of in the defense of the gaslight anthem is that there feels like there's more growth from the gaslight anthem as a band there's more risks taken on this record than there is on the the other one that we will be talking about i i do yeah. definitely think that there is yeah. certainly they do feel like the the kind of the evolution in sound and the kind of I'm loath to call it experimentation because I think experimentation makes it sound like they're doing weird shit. They're not really doing weird shit. They're just kind of no. add, they're adding a little bit more stuff to it. And I think maybe, I think that's good, but maybe they don't nail it every single time. But mate, I mean, I'd say for me, Little Fires has got yeah, that emotionally but... raw. That's my favorite song. That emotionally raw, raucous punk that made the 59 sound era so fucking exciting. Yeah. It is really good. Great to have Gaslight Anthem back. Yeah, I think, I think that's why I kind of picked it. You know, is it the best album that, for me personally, that we're reviewing this month? No, but it was It was just, it was only ever going to be Gaslight. It was the album I was looking forward to most. And it just, it. my world is a better place with the Gaslight Anthem around. So. Yeah, man. I mean, like when, when I think you say this about bands when they get kind of six, seven albums, eight albums into their career, you don't necessarily need to write 10 all-time bangers and write a classic album but no. if you give me five and there's five six songs yeah. in here which i think are really great you mentioned history books i think spider bites the first song is great michigan 1975 into little fires is the absolute high point for me um yeah man good album good album although not the best heartland punk album for me <laughs> i'll tell you what got really really close to being my album of the month and i think again talk about in any other month this would be my album of the month I want to make this kind of not even the silver medal for the month, but almost like the slightly the the, the old gold rather than the rolled gold. Go, rolled gold. Yeah, it's yeah, actually, the gold. It's not actually it's gold. It's not actually it, gold, but, yeah. but it's basically <laughs> gold. Yeah. Javelin by Swift Jan Stevens, the tenth studio album from the Detroit-based solo artist to follow up to 2021's Mammoth convocation set which was like nine lps or something absolutely fucking maddening jesus it's a lot right a lot of stuff look swift jan stevens 
it does a lot right soundtracks eps guest slots all kinds of stuff and i cannot pretend that i know all of it but the stuff of his i know i really like and i think javelin is absolutely exceptional this is an exceptional brilliant brilliant delicate beautiful beautiful record made in his home studio with a bunch of guests you've got for example bryce desner from the national plays guitar on this record really elegant really majestic really soaring very unusual sounding it also comes if you buy the the the, the album in its sort of physical form i don't know what format you have to buy it in but it comes with a 48 page book of and i quote imaginative visual not quite sure i know what that means but drawings then drawings yeah Yeah. drawings scribblings yeah yeah but this record just feels kind of otherworldly to me if you know what i mean it feels like Mm -hmm. it comes from another place when you listen to a song like everything that rises which has this jittering scattering stuttering beats and these magnificent lush soaring harmonies that all kind of coalesce into this it's almost like one of you know when you have those sort of wind up boxes that are made out of those old sort of music boxes that are like wind up music boxes and there'll be like a ballet dancer inside this album sort of feels like one of them you go god this is from like the 1600s and i feel like i shouldn't touch it or i shouldn't do like it feels so delicate and yet so complex at the same time so beautiful but yet so broken and again that thing while well, we were talking you haven't heard it yet but we're talking on our our our, our weekly our weekly your cult pop you know the beauty pill episode and we talked about that kind of trent Reznor on the fragile type thing where you pick these instruments which don't quite sound like they're right they sound like they're on the verge of sort of disintegrating in your hand and it feels like sort of stevens has made an album with all of those things even the kind of orchestration but yet has got a full bodied voice of hundreds of it sounds like there's about a billion vocalists on this album all singing you know the harmonies are fucking incredible i mean for me best song will anybody ever love me is this kind of mythical sounding gorgeous soaring buffet for the ears huge chorus lush soundscapes the backing vocals are incredible mate this record is fucking amazing and it's pretty stunning and staggering to me that this isn't my album of the month because it came out right at the top of the month and i was listening to it and i was like holy shit it came out on october the 6th so it's been out a while now and uh, it's brilliant it's it's like something brian it's like something that brian wilson would come up with do you know what i mean like it's um, i think it's amazing this record oh it is it's um you know um it's, it's it's so kind of like just beauty and kind of like I don't know like beauty and sorrow in equal measures. Kind of I I love like the the Neil Young meets Flaming Lips of Goodbye Evergreen. You know it's it's kind of it's beautiful. You know there's like it's like Elliot Smith levels of fucking mm. genius. You know um, I mean most of the tracks just kind of sound kind of just like whisperingly intimate. Um, before like swelling to this kind of absolute kind of crescendo um i mean it's it, it's an incredibly kind of delicately beautiful listen um and it's it's someone that i 
we all have those lists as long as our arms are, oh, I need to get in, you know, I should really go in on this artist. You know, Sachin Stevens is one of those artists that I've never really kind of gone in on. Yeah. I think this is the time now because this is, this is a staggering piece of work. Oh, mate, it's, it's really, really brilliant, this. Really brilliant, I think. Yeah. If you haven't heard it and you're into any kind of this, you know, like we say, very indie rock lament delicate indie rock laments this is an album which is absolutely essential to you i think javelin by sufjan stevens is fucking brilliant that would be just below by a whisker below the kind of album of the month territory we should also obviously talk about unquestionably the biggest release of the month just gone hackney diamonds by the rolling stone so this is the 24th british or 26th american which is quite confusing album by the biggest legends currently still operating in rock and roll their first studio album since 2005's a bigger bang that's a long time that's a long time that's 18 years if you're counting 18 years that's charlie's democracy levels it really is and you know possibly thought a bigger bang might be the last ever rolling stones album which is yeah well, 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 well glad no, it's not because well exactly well they did do that at that blues covers album was it blues and lonesome about four or five years ago yeah does that count so as I, a sort of proper well, studio? i class, I it, I though, class it, it yeah. i class it as a studio album but you know the last album of you know original original material okay jagger yeah. richard's originals was uh, a bigger bang and I remember all the hoopla and hype about that album. Fuck me, mm. saying, "Oh, it's the best thing I've done since Some Girls." Or and it was the, the first track was good. Rough Justice was the first track, and that flies out of fucking gas. That's proper classic, fucking gnarly Stones, brown mm. sugar kind of levels of Stones. Um, but it it weren't great. It's hard to imagine that eighteen years after that album coming out, that mm. we would get a decent Stones album in twenty twenty three. I mean, what is the chances of that? I'd say. Hey, low right pretty low yes yeah. low slim, slim to none slim to none but impossible not impossible not impossible it's not impossible mate because i've got to yeah. say it's all right this isn't it <laughs> it's a lot it's of fun, actually it? all right it's, it's a lot of fun all right yeah someone's let a, someone's let a firecracker up their asses and which it's actually you know n- not burn their well, house well, down yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it's like you know, well done for giving a fuck, lads, because this is this is their best album since Steel Wheels, and I'll go to fucking war and say Steel Wheels is one of their best albums. Ooh, That's top hell. five Stones album for me. I is it really? Fucking I fucking hell. love Stone. I, I love um, I love mm. Steel Wheels. Okay, this, I mean, it's like, got a lot of a lot of fun stuff on. This has got a lot of fun stuff. It on. has. I mean, I'm going to just mention one of the worst bits in it. I mean, I, there is really no need for Mick Jagger and quite what he's doing, going full kind of impersonating Russell Brand on getting to the Greek on the song Whole Wide World. I will never know. That is a low yeah. point. And I did think to myself yeah, when that was on, I was like, the fact that I am noticing that we're like, we you know we're about six odd songs in, five six songs in at that point, yeah. and I'm suddenly yeah. like, oh, this is a bit, this yeah. is a bit embarrassing. I was like, oh well. I'm, this is the first time I've thought that. So that's good, isn't it? I mean, the opening few are great. I think there's a few plodders and it's still a bit too long as, you know, most albums these days mm. tend to be. But you get some... You, pop- say, you, you say it's too long, but it's only 48 minutes, but it feels a it lot longer It just feels a bit that, longer, doesn't it? it? I mean, yeah. you know, like, I would have liked... Yeah. It, it, we, we could have had... We could have had, I think, with this... You know, it's a, it's a 12-track album. Wrong sense used to release albums with nine songs on 
Yeah. What would be wrong with that? That would have been fine. Can you imagine if they came back with that? That would have been like old school. Here we are. Fine, right? And I think, you know, angry and get close. First two, both really good. I think Diet Live, uh, sorry, Diet Bass, I'd live by the sword with Elton, Elton John giving it honky tonk piano. Elton rocking up. Oh, Great. Lip bother is poor. The lyrics are fucking terrible in that song. That's that's one of the worst songs on the album. For Do me. you think? Bad, yeah, bad. I, I don't yeah. really go to the Rolling Stones for good lyrics, I've got to be honest. No, fair. But yeah, I don't really listen to what Mick's doing, but yeah, the lyrics on that was like, oh dear. Mm. But it starts. It, sorry, go on, mate. Well, I was going to say, my favourite song, again, would be getting one of their peers in. We've already talked about it today. Bite my head off with um, with with Macca. You just go, bloody hell, the Rolling Stones sound like Velvet Revolver for, for, for a few minutes. It's <laughs> it's mental. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, fair. It's all right. Um, yeah, no, it really is. I mean, it's, you know, it's their best, it's their best album since 89. It's, 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 so much better than it has any kind of right to be. Like the um, best track on it for me is "Get Close." I mean, "Angry" is "Angry" is like a solid start. And whoever they've got to replace Charlie Watts, rest in peace. He sounds exactly like the way Charlie Watts used to play the drums. It's it's uncanny. Like, it's, um, it's Steve Jordan. Okay. Who used to do be in the band? He used to be in David Letterman's, but play drums in the David oh, Letterman band. You know, there's a thing or two about. Yeah. Yeah drums um, <laughs> um, Get Close is is, is wonderful it's, it's got a wicked little classic kind of Keith Richards riff and it's got a saxophone break I mean come on when that mm. saxophone it's a saxophone mm-hmm. it's fucking glorious I'm a killer I'm a sucker for a killer sax break yeah it's dead good Angry Angry is wonderful it's, class, it's pure sex uh, but just, I love the way the album starts. It just the drums kick in, and then you just got you got Mick. You know, go one, two, one, two, three, four. It's, it's <laughs> That's fucking Jagger. That's a good Jagger. Um, oh, thanks, mate. Right? Yeah. Thanks, mate. Like, been, been watching the trip, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, they still care, and they can still do it. And I think this will probably be it now. And I'm fine with that. That's a decent way to fucking go out on because yeah. Big, ba- Big Bang and what was the album before that? Bridges to Babylon. Fucking rubbish. Mm. Rubbish. You know, I, I, I'm going back to like 1994's Voodoo Lounge with the last time I really kind of gave a fuck about a Stones album. And I mean... And that's uh, that's over half of my life ago. So <laughs> If you're going out with an album that's got Elton John, Lady Gaga, Paul McCartney exactly. and Stevie Wonder on it, it could do worse than that, it? Hackney Diamonds. Yeah. Hackney Diamonds. Early Diamonds. By the Rolling Stones. I remember the Blitz. You probably heard that. All right, let's go on to our next album. Sanguivore by Creeper. The third full-length album from the Scum Horror Punks. I don't mean they are scum. They're from... actual scum. They're from from Scumpton, a.k.a. Southampton. Don't make me say it again. The follow-up to their 2021 album, Sex, Death and the Infinite Void, which brought in a load of Americana and Britpop, suede and pulp influences into the music Mm. of Creeper, a band who before were seemingly solely compared to My Chemical Romance, AFI and Alkaline Trio. And suddenly they sound like pulp and, you know, Tom Waits and shit like that. It was an odd album, but... I was all there for it. I like, and I've always enjoyed Creepers. Um, 
metamorphoses into various different eras. That's all gone, though. That's all out the door. That's not coming back. I don't know well, it might be coming back, but it's not here on this record. This album is the Jim Steinman, Lost Boys, 80s synth rock Broadway musical album in full effect. That's what they're doing. The opening song pretty much lets you know what you're in for for the entirety of the 42 minutes. Further Than Forever is nine minutes and 12 seconds long to open the album with. Massive. Something about Jesus in a strip club giving head that Will Gold sings in the verses. Chorus is huge. It's got all those kind of meatloaf-isms that you would want from this sort of thing. Incredibly bombastic. And then we get into that kind of spooky spoken word, Bowie in the labyrinth bit. And then there's some big riffs. It is great. It is a great way to open what I think is a fucking brilliant homage to the type of things that the lads in Creeper like. And I think we'll probably see their profile rise commercially, should make their profile rise even higher than it has done over the years, even though they're a band with lots of hype around them over the years. Mm. I know that's what I think. It's a long pause, isn't it? Dead air <laughs> is a crime. Pause. Dead air is a crime. <laughs> Oh fuck off! <laughs> uh, what are you saying about this, Gaz? Oh uh, well. Okay, the positives first. Cry to heaven is a fucking legit. Cry to heaven. Cry to heaven. It sounds. It's got. Um. It's you know. It. It sounds like Pete Steele, kind of um on helium, singing over a scorpion's riff. I'm. I'm all in on that. Um. Yeah. Uh, when the choirs come in on the chorus, that cry to heaven, cry to heaven, uh, cry to heaven. It's still impression, mate. I We're all about the impressions do. tonight. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I just. I just don't like this band. I'm really sorry, mate. I'm because I know you fucking adore them, and I got into them through your good self and. Right back in the day when you were massively hyping Creeper, and I was like, okay. Mm. And I'm—I remember listening to was it the was it the Misery EP or something like that, like way back when. Well, Misery um, was on. I mean, it was on the first album, but it was on the EP before that as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot, you know, I, I, I don't mind. I don't mind the first album. Um, you know, there's there's kind of yeah decent callbacks to to stuff. I think. Suzanne is like will always be the, by far the best song this band's ever written. Even though I, you know, I, I, I love for me. This yeah, is, you know, okay. You know, for me, I, I fuck it. I, I love Suzanne. Mm, it's um, brilliant. Yeah. And, and, and I and I, I, I always respect a band that's almost kind of chameleon-like with everything. You know, not just kind of the music, but the kind of aesthetics and the visuals and stuff um, that go with each kind of like you know album kind of slash tour cycle. That's fucking rad. But I don't know, man. It's the the voice kind of grates me, and it's like I don't know. It's so fucking like I mean, you said Lost Boys. I, it this is more like Streets on Fire. If you've ever seen Streets on Fire, kind of mid eighties Walter Hill film that Jim Steinman did the soundtrack to. No, I haven't seen that. No, 
Yeah, don't worry, not many people did. I think it was a huge fucking yeah. flop, but uh, uh, the only result, yeah, Walter Hill was like one of my favorite directors. Like the guy directed the Warriors and 48 mm. Hours and stuff like that. Um, it's so fucking like Broadway and uh, I don't know, this, this is just not for me. It's really not. I would probably give it a bomb emoji, but it's got Cry to Heaven, which is fucking great. That's madness. I mean, for me... I should like it, though. That's the thing. I yeah. should fucking love this. Yeah, I don't really know really what's, what's going on with this, really. Because, I mean, for what me... I, I, yeah, what was that about? All of this is massive, booming, gothic, big, you know, bouncy synth rock from the 80s. It's got the cult. It's got meatloaf. It's got Steinman. It's got, you know, like I say, Lost Boys. And all yeah. of all of that, like, really, really OTT... 80s sci-fi horror b-movie shit all over it and also i mean i would say my favorite song on it other than the two that we've already mentioned because i think they probably are the best two but i also want to give a shout out chapel gates i think is genuinely great and that is almost like a springsteen goth punk mashup with a little bit of cramps guitar in it as well and you know and still a touch of classic pop punk the kind of green day woes and but good green day woes and years on there as well like mate i i mean look i think creeper are brilliant i've heard a lot of people saying that this is their best album i can understand why people would think that this is their best album i'm not entirely sure it is my favorite but then actually i don't know what my favorite would be i don't i think this is what's good about creeper is that i genuinely couldn't tell you what their best album is i think all three of their records sound so different from each other that i am in on all three of them i think they've made three i'm not gonna say perfect but i'm gonna say that i think they made three really great albums back to back that all sound completely different and i I admire them greatly for that. I, I can't wait to see these songs live. Do you know what I mean? I cannot wait to see these songs live. I think it's going to be, you know, they've always gone for that David Bowie, chameleonic, glam, OTT. I know they were kind of part of the quote-unquote punk scene, the underground punk scene. But when you speak to the guys in Creeper, I don't really ever think that that's, you know, particularly Will and Ian, I don't think that's ever been something that, they're it's definitely something that they're bothered about i think they love punk rock and they like the kind of DIY underground punk thing but i don't think they ever necessarily wanted to live there you know i don't think they ever want to stay no. there and you can tell from these albums they don't want to stay there i think you oh, know, they, left, they left it behind very quickly yeah i mean i wouldn't be surprised if creeper were you know the next album could be a black metal album or it could be a daft punk <laughs> style retro futuristic disco album like that's the thing about creepers they genuinely yeah. i feel like they could go anywhere and they're they they write great songs. I think they write. They've proven again for three albums on the chart. They they write really really great songs. So you know I I think they're I think they're great. I think they're getting to the point where they're maybe because they're not as big as we all thought they were going to be. They're maybe like one of the one of like one of, a, a very underrated band. In fact, quite an underrated band. They've got a very very hardcore following, yeah. but. You know, should they be playing Bricks Academy size venues at this point? I think they should be at least be playing Bricks Academy size yeah. venues at this point. I was always surprised they never got bigger than mm. they did. I I was convinced that first album was it Eternity in Your Arms. I was yeah. convinced that was going to be like a top ten, top five album because of all the hype and the fucking goodwill that seemed to be behind. Because Hammer, Hammer, on, they were on front cover of Hammer, weren't they? Well, Hammer used to cover them a lot, didn't they? Yeah, they won Best New Band at the Golden Gods. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was it. And, 
And it, it, so. it seemed to, yeah, it, it seemed to be kind of everyone was kind of behind it, but they, they had a massive fucking push, like label and everything, and they were kind of everywhere. And yeah. Mm. Yeah, you know, like it's not really happened in the way that we thought it maybe would have done. No. But, but still, I think there's still time. And, you know, they, they may, there's no, they kind of, they exist in an island. I think it's the problem with Creeper is that you don't, they're not really part of that warped or scene anymore. They're not really part of like the ghost kind of occult rock thing either. Mm. They're not really part of alternative rock and what's going on in that. And no. Like they just completely, you know, they're not really a kind of a pure goth band. They, they don't really have a home for and i think that maybe is when they look at like who they can play with and what bills they should go on that sort of thing i think that maybe kind of hampers them a little bit but it shouldn't do because they make really good music i think and sanguvor is out now it's very very good indeed right let's move on and i say move on let's stay in the 80s basically and talk about dj shadow <laughs> action adventure seems like a weird sentence let's stay in the 80s and talk about dj shadow who really has nothing to do with the 80s at all until now this is the follow-up to 2019's fairly ho-hum our pathetic age from the pioneer of instrumental hip-hop um dj shadow's great introducing is a classic <laughs> private press is not as good but i think still really really good i think he's made two genuinely important records at that point but i do feel like i've sort of checked out dj shadow a bit for a while and this has given me an album which whilst I feel like it is no way near him at his best, it is an interesting deviation from things that he has done in the past. Again, you've got a retro futuristic feel to this. A lot of that Stranger Things, 1980s kind of vibes. Also with a few other things in there as well. And he kind of mixes that with some quite hard beats. And we've already spoken about this thing sort of already we've already spoken about hip-hop artists bringing 80s nostalgia stuff to to their, to their work and i think when you compare this with cast dead it fell it falls pretty short of that quality i think got a bit of carpenter-esque spookiness to it it's pretty good you played me is a complete 80s soul song in the vein of you know five a fucking five star song Do you know what I mean? like, and i i like sorry it. i'm too young to remember them of course I no you idea are you're talking you about um you remember get phoned up on going live whatever it was like why are you so yep. shit and that would have been yeah saturday superstore um yeah. but it does seem like a very odd stylistic change for dj shadow to just suddenly start doing this saying that you get something like free for all which is the least 80 sounding thing on it which sounds almost like a like a fat boy slim song you know a kind of beer drinking bluegrass remix thing and um best song for me witches versus warlocks is great synthy gothy spooky thing which we've literally just been talking about but with some kind of skittering broken beats all over it i like this i am just a little bit confused by it yeah same i mean dj shadow like literally revolutionized electronic music you know in the mid to late 90s with um with introducing which is definitely going to be a future classic album with a shadow of a doubt um yes this is this is a lot of fun to drive to this album um i love the kind of you know craftwork meets new order of uh ozone scraper mm. i think that's fucking wonderful uh time and space is like bambata kind of 80s breakdown breakdance funk yeah um a narrow escapes wonderful kind of chill drum and bass atmospherics it's yeah it's de- it is decent 
but like when the bar was kind of set so fucking high I was really looking forward to this and initially I was like oh this is this is a little bit different very different for, 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 for DJ Shadow but you know if, if you kind of almost like ignore the the out you know, the artist name on the front cover it's fucking great yeah it's got the kind of carpenter atmospherics I'm all about that it's just not very DJ shadowy it's not is it I mean it is you know do you know it, what I mean it's cool and it's cool to hear this but I do think we've got a lot of this at the moment it does feel we have do you feel it feels a little bit calculated that he's releasing something yeah, like this now I think it's a bit odd that like what why the fuck does DJ Shadow need to do something so fucking calculated? He's fucking DJ Shadow, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, maybe he just has been exposed to this sort of stuff and he's like, oh, actually, yeah, it's really, really good. I'm going to do my own version of that. Fair mm. enough. I mean, it's not like the yeah, last fair. album was anything particularly memorable, do you know what I mean? At least I will remember what this album sounds like as opposed oh, to the last one, which is yeah, total DJ much. Shadow by Numbers with a couple of good songs on. So, you know, like, look, it's not bad. It's just, you know, if, if you're looking for a hip-hop album with 80s nostalgia kind of painted all over it the Cassie Dead album is out and mm. that's the one to go for but this is still okay it's called Action Adventure DJ Shadow it's out now let's stay in the world of electronic music and talk about Barry Can't Swim When Will We Land the debut full length album from the electro Scottish electro artist now I'm going to shout out again Merlin Merlin Alderslade of the Metal Hammer, former editor of Metal Hammer. You wouldn't expect him, well, if you knew him, you would, but you wouldn't go. The former editor of Metal Hammer suggested this incredibly <laughs> lovely, marshmallowy, ambient trance, low energy kind of ambient trance album to me, but he did. And I think this is the sort of music that may go over the head or may bore people who like their EDM to be full of propulsion and energy and this album doesn't really do that but what it does in its place i think is absolutely brilliant like this kind of afro beat meets kid a radiohead meets bon Iver, marshmallowy ambient forte boards of canadary electronic music all kind of coalescing together Again, could have been a good shout for album a month. This I think it's fucking great. Always get you through is one of the only bangers you get on the album. Yeah. It's fucking yeah. great. And um, Sonder the third song has his really almost, whoever's doing the vocals on some of these kind of Afro beat vocal lines really reminds me of Tracy Chapman. Vocally, is like a, yeah, like tonally sounds like Tracy Chapman, and. There's a song in it, the best song, I Won't Let You Down. You know, that vocal's beautiful and it's got this kind of old school house mixed with something more calmer and more sort of emotionally fragile. I am well into this, mate. I think it's absolutely excellent. Excellent record. This is perfect EDM music for a, a, a guy who's nearly 46. In it, yeah. I.e. Yeah. me. This is perfect. I don't want propulsion these days. Uh, you know, the second I hear propulsion, my knees get instant edge. My knees are like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, is, this is perfect. It's got this beautiful, like, daytime disco electro. It's so fucking, like, warm and organic. And it's incredibly kind of ambitious for, like, a debut project, I think. Yeah. 
um, all kind of tinkling, kind of <laughs> gentle, kind of undulations and like loop vocals. But like the best song on it for me is um, is Deadbeat Gospel because it reminds oh, mate, me yeah. of the first Big Weekend by Arab Strap, ah. which I fucking adore. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh yeah. This this is this is wonderful. So thank you ever so much, Merlin. Yeah, it's a great shout. It's wonderful. a great it, it, shout. Yeah, and and again in any other any other month this could have been my album of the month because this is one of the ones I've listened to the most. Yeah, it's I th- beautiful. It's marshmallowy. That's the perfect hype sticker word for it. It's like old ravers having a barbecue with their kids on a Sunday. Yeah. Hiya. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, and you put this on. <laughs> but Hello, what a sausage. But it's very, very unique. Like I'm banging. I think it's really, really good. It's called When yeah. Will We Land. The artist is called Barry Can't Swim. If that sounds like your bag at all, then go and have a little listen to it. Again, time to talk about uh, <laughs> 80s retro nostalgia. It's massive at the minute. Garden of Eden by Bad Rabbits. This is the fifth album from the alternative rock stroke R&B crew, the follow-up to their 2018 album, Mimi. Now, I remember Bad Rabbits about 10 years back a lot of hype surrounding yeah. about 10 years back and i thought i listened to it and i was like well, this has nothing to do with rock music at all yeah nothing. why Karan covering this band yeah how weird yeah. how weird yeah. this that this band are getting covered in, in any way at all i think this does a little bit more maybe my taste of change and i'm just more accepting of this thing or maybe i just don't really care it's got ralph from enter shikari on it the first track and it is good it's quite a kind of upbeat slinky funk rock banger it's almost like they've got a kind of gent band to play uptown funk by mark ronson and you know you've got the don broco meets boys to men vibes of going up you've got the stomping hook and amazing vocal melodies and loads of bounce that you get on crossfade the last song in love and plane crashes is this stuttering strutting yeah kind of tech funk song which is just great you know it's almost like periphery being fronted by Jason Derulo or something. Do you know what I mean? It's really, really good. And then for me, like the best track is Beatdown, which just sounds like a post-hardcore version of Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel, but sexier. I get why people got annoyed that this band were getting covered by Kerrang at the time. I just don't really care now. And at the time, I thought they were pretty good. They were pretty good. I really do like this though. This seems like and I mean it's in the nicest possible way, the most ridiculous album that they've ever released. Yeah, it is. Mm. I think it's the best I think it's the best album they've ever released. Yeah, it's the only one that's really made me go, I probably will come back to this. Yeah, definitely. Um You know, nearly ruined what well, you know, nearly ruined by fucking Raul Reynolds at the start. Give it a oh my Courtney Gazer mm. The wind, the world is ending. I was like, Yeah, all right, get him out of the fucking way and and then it's one of yeah, but beat down is is fucking glorious. Yeah, I was I'm glad you picked up on the Gabriel <laughs> kind of connection there. It's, it's wonderful, but like it's, it's just it's pure gap band man, funk R and B, wonderfully trashy electro pop, tons of bangers, man. It's 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 it's, it's you know in and out ten songs, thirty four minutes. Every track on this is great. Mm. It's it's a lot of fun to listen to. This should have been released. In like if this came out, yeah, if this came out during that fucking mental heat wave in in whenever that was July or whenever, mm. oh fucking hell, home run! Um, it's, I mean, it's a proper just, it's a proper Ron Seal album. It's great and it is the best thing Bad Rabbits have done. And I've, I'm kind of the same. I've, 
as you, you know, as I'm now 10 years older than when I first kind of heard them and I don't give a fuck now. And this is exactly where my kind of head is at mm. as opposed to, you know, 10 years ago, I wasn't listening to electro pop. I hadn't rediscovered, you know, the stuff I'm listening to obsessively now, be that Depeche Mode, be that New Order, Pet Shop Boys, any Erasure, any of that shit, you know. Mm. It's glorious. It's, it's a lot of lot of fun. Very good, man. Bad Rabbits, man. Very good. Great. Garden of Eden by Bad Rabbits. Go and check it out. If you've never bothered them before, I think this is definitely... Because I was like, oh, yeah, they're all right. But now I'm like, hmm, I wouldn't yeah. mind seeing this live. Yeah, like, I'd, I'd, I'd love to see, see this, this live. live. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I'll tell you what I'm seeing in a couple of weeks live. The streets. The streets. Mm. The darker the shadow, the brighter the light. The sixth album from Mike Skinner's UK hip-hop persona. The first Streets album, full album, in 12 years since 2011's Computers and Blues which is the only full Streets album that I haven't heard in full still still haven't heard it it's not great okay well that's good to know I mean look Mm. I fucking love the Streets back in the day I know we are two men who both loved original pirate material probably a grand don't come for free as well oh yeah oh yeah my fear always when you get to you know the hardest way to make an easy living which is the album after that and i was like okay i don't completely hate this i'm interested in it but something's gone something's gone missing here yes and for half of this record i thought mike skinner had really lost it i thought he'd really lost it i don't like the first half of this record at all too much yayo weirdly sounds dated it's the first song that we've talked about with isn't like 80s inspired in any way but it weirdly sounds dated it's about having a hangover when you're old and it kind of starts the, i guess the thematic through line of this album but it's not loads to get that excited about i don't think the hook on money isn't everything is very good i think it's a good idea to add this kind of bluegrassy cowboy thing on walk of shame and i kind of like the idea of doing a song about the walk of shame being ashamed that you're still dressed in the same clothes as the night before whilst pissed and haven't been up all night as the sun comes up it's just we've not, all been there we've all been there <laughs> it's not a great song even though the lyrics can be you know quite poetic in a Skinner mm. kind of way I don't like the faux scar of something to hide don't like that at all I think the second half there's some decent songs and they're all kind of based around the same sort of thing kick the can each day gives good old days when he looks back at his own mortality and looks back at his kind of place in the world and he's like, what am I still doing with myself? And he does that with sort of, in a, in, a, in a more serious way, I think it's good. I think there's a song in it, best song, Bright Sunny Day. It's got that kind of fuzzy, old school, kind of early hip hop, or early British hip hop ride to it. Little tiny bit of trap influence, little tiny, tiny, tiny bit. It's not the streets at their very best. Hook's cool. And... Skinner is always at his best when he's been a bit more reflective and again looking at his own mortality wondering yeah. about his place in the world I like that it's, 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 the streets can only work when Mike Skinner has something relatable and interesting to say and yeah. I think in the second half of this album he finds it I don't think he has it in the first half I think the first half feels a bit a bit throwaway to be honest yeah I completely agree I mean it's it's okay I mean kind of it a lot of it kind of lacks the lyrical punch of the early years, but that's always that's an inevitability of life, unfortunately. But 
it ends so well. I think the last three tracks literally saved this album for me because it got it got like I was I was halfway through and I was just like, oh 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 dear, this is bad, man. But then you get like tracks like uh, Troubled Waters with that classic kind of streets observational lyrics is wonderful. But the, the track for me and it's the best track he's done in, in you know. It will be 20 years. Fuck me. 20 years since uh, Granddad came for free, isn't it? <laughs> Fuck it. Oh, you're so old. <laughs> um, but um, but it's, yeah, the track, The Good Old Days, man. That classic, yeah. reflective Skinner. My favourite Skinner stuff is like We Become Heroes. Mm. That's levels of fucking genius that I cannot even fucking quantify. Yeah, it's amazing. Good Old Days, man. It's, it's by far the best song on the album. It's the best song he's written in years. That kind of tales of, of London night buses and the animals that in, that inhabit them is, mm. is fucking brilliant. Because again, we've all been there. <laughs> but there's a kind of kind of wistfulness to it. Talking about, his, talking where... about his grey hair, you know, his yeah. grey hairs and stuff. And also saying yeah. as well, that says like, you know, it's saying the good old days, but it's also like you, you're living the good old days right now as well. Because at some point yeah. you'll look back to this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you yeah. do. I love you it. Do. I yeah. love that. Yeah. I love that. It's sage advice mm. from Michael. It is. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah, the last, the, the final third of this album really literally good. saves it because mm. it was fucking car crash until then. Yeah, it was me, bad. Unfortunately. It was... And I, I, I never want to bad mouth the streets no. because, yeah, those first two albums are absolute bulletproof all-timers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, total classics. And I am really, really looking forward to seeing him. I was hoping that we were going to get a great Streets album for when I go and see him. I hope yeah. he doesn't lean too much into this rather... <laughs> underwhelming early part of this record that's why i hope yeah i'm sure he won't yeah. he knows where his bread's buttered yeah Same first two albums right yeah yeah dang 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 that's what it'll be the crowd will go fucking mad there'll be stella going everywhere mm. I, l- I look people forward s- to it people sniffing car keys what a great time it's gonna be had <laughs> <laughs> so there you go the darker the shadow the brighter the light by the streets is out now let's keep in the world of hip-hop maybe talk about something slightly more up to date we won't feel old talking about this mate earl sweatshirt and alchemist voir i can never know so that will even got an album called that as well and i don't know so voir dire even fuck it a Vaudire. collaboration album between the chicago rapper and the incredibly influential and very very busy producer um i spoke about the alchemist previously coming in and making that last arm and hammer album that I reviewed on Right Act ages ago, spoke about how much more interesting he makes. Two very good MCs, one particularly in Billy Woods, incredible MC, and his influence and the way that he cuts and pastes and pieces beats and loops together, he can really bring out the best in an MC. And that last Earl Sweatshirt album was good. Had a lot of good, cool things about it. But I'm not sure it was good enough to really justify the significant amount of hype that was surrounding it at that point. But here, you put the Alchemist in with Earl Sweatshirt and you again give him that old school funk and soul loops and beats and let him manipulate them in, in these really interesting, unique ways. And Earl Sweatshirt has this very laid back, lackadaisical style. Which means, you know, when he's doing his own thing, just like simple beats, it can pass you by a little bit. But this sounds really, really interesting, I think, due to The Alchemist. And I think Earl is better for being around him. Getting some more 80s funk with Heat Check. Love that. 
<laughs> the 80s, man. It's fucking everywhere. It's fucking everywhere. But yeah, like... It's all over it. This is... <laughs> I think these two work together very well, personally. Mm. What do you reckon? I fucking love this. Yeah, no, I, I thought absolutely. I thought this would be a bit of you. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is a proper bit of me. Wonderful, languid, old-school hip-hop. You know, lean, mean, Twenty. it's 26 minutes long. 25 minutes, 21 seconds, to be precise. Oh, thanks, mate. Okay. Stickler, and yeah, yeah, outrageous. Um, Apple Music just rounds it up. <laughs> I think Spotify does as well. I'm on Wikipedia, so cheers. Oh yeah, yeah, because that's gonna be the truth, right? Anyway, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, yeah, all, all jazzy keys and like smooth kind of sophisticated kind of um, backing. It's it's pure ear candy. This is like a proper bit of me. Yeah. You know, he, uh, you know, Earl's got a um, a great kind of lazy flow to him, and it's wonderfully kind of produced. It 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 kind of sounds if this if this came out like a few years ago, you'd think it would sound it would have sounded so out of place and like an absolute relic of a bygone age. But now it sounds so fresh and current. Mm. This is this is one of the best hip hop albums I've heard this year, mate. There, if you can call there are a couple we had to that, cut that, out that's twenty six minutes long an album but yeah everything on it's good though right i mean for me yeah everything everything on it is brilliant mate for me if i'm again picking a a best song mancala with vince staples rocking up oh my god boogie piano just looped and stuttered along with this like these massive beats behind it really really good yeah mate i think this is a quite a step up from like i was pretty keen on that last l sweatshirt album i thought it was good i thought i had a few really good songs in it but I do think this is definitely better. Definitely better. Really good. This this is the first thing. I, I haven't heard that previous song. I definitely need to go back and check it out. My mm. best tracks, yeah, it's Mancala, I think, or Century. Yeah. Featuring Mike is yeah. one. It's fucking shit out. 100 High Street as well is a wicked way for the album to open. Yeah. It's, it's fucking superb. It is absolutely superb and a proper bit of me. Yeah, it's well good. Voir Dyer by Earl Sweatshirt and Alchemist is out now as well, as is we get to the album that I was talking about that has out-gaslighted. It's Gaslit the Gaslight anthem. <laughs> they've ga- they've out-gaslit the Gaslight. Yeah. Some of it was true by the Menzingers, the seventh full-length album from the Pennsylvania-based Heartland Punks to follow up to their very, very excellent 2019 album, Hello Exile. I am not counting that acoustic reworking called no. goodbye exile that they did about a year after so i'm not counting that as a proper yeah, album no. a bit like the stone so i'm just not counting it now this is exactly what you would expect from the menzingers six <laughs> albums seven albums yeah. in like i say bands don't often yeah. do something that different it's not that different it's basically them doing the thing that they've done for pretty much every album that they have done it but for me they are very they're one of the prime examples of a band who can kind of get away with doing the same thing over and over again because their songwriting is always always so brilliant we spoke about the gaslight and the kind of swing and a miss that you got from um what's it called stay clean uh get right get right stay clean that's motorhead isn't it fucking hell it's motorhead yeah, yeah. um <laughs> anyway get right yeah um you don't get any swings and misses with the gaslight anthem uh, with the with the mending as fucking hell, it's all over no. the place. You don't get any swings and misses, really. You know the opening song on this record. It's just so good, just such big feels. I think they just really hit that place where 
for me, you know, look, I don't think they're ever going to make an album that hits me and grabs me in the same way as After the Party from 2017 oh, did. Oh my God, Which is what an album. just an absolutely fantastic record. They're probably never going to make an album from front to back that speaks to me in the same way as that does ever again. But this is brilliant. Again, once more, you know, there's no real deviation from the formula that makes the Menzinger so brilliant. I would say, if I'm looking for something, the title track is a bit more subtle, a bit more subdued, a little bit, dare I say it, more mm. kind of indie sounding, maybe. But apart yeah. from that, it's pure Menzing, isn't it? Try For Me yeah. is the best song. Power pop, perfection, scruffy guitars, kind of lo-fi, scrunchy sound, massive chorus, huge hooks, bounce all over the place, sweet but punk. And I think sweetness plus punk rock energy is why I think the Menzing is a brilliant... and. You know, they're one of the few bands that I would say, you crack on, lads. You fucking crack on because you write just you just write great songs. It's men singers, man. Just just more sad songs wrapped in a plaid shirt and a flat cap, isn't it? Brilliant. Yeah. Well up for that. Thank you. They have they have a formula. They stick to the formula, but when the formula's that fucking great, why fuck with it? I've no interest in the Menzingers doing a creeper. Do you know what I mean? It's like, no, 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 no. I mean, it's, but they're such a fucking consistent band. They've never done a bad album. Um, and they're fucking great live. And I, I saw them in a in a little pub in Cambridge in about 2009. Oh. Uh, my God. Wow. It was, it, was, it was fucking extraordinary. Mm. And I was in from then, you know. Um, absolute love at first sight. And yeah, and everything, every album sort of, was like better and got better and better and better until the after the party. Just it, even now, um, it's just life affirming, man. When that first chorus of like Thick as Thieves comes in, I know that's not what the, this album, but yeah. uh, you know, but there are, uh, you know, there, yeah. there are a fair few moments in this album oh, that are yeah, absolutely Fist, comparable. Yeah, choruses, man. Yeah, Alone in Dublin, Try, mm. um, Hope, uh, that hope is a dangerous, dangerous little thing. It, it, it's, that, yeah, he has this just beautifully kind of simplistic, deceptively simplistic way of writing songs. That love, but by the time it gets to the second chorus, you're already singing along, <laughs> even if you've never heard the song before. Mm. You've got fist in the air, you know, part of Guinness in the other hand, just just having having the best time, man. It's Heartland Rock done right, and yeah, it's another great Menzingers album. What a fucking surprise! It is another great so, Menzingers yeah. album. I mean, you know, look, if someone's holding a gun to your head and saying, "Do I take this or do I take the Gaslight Anthem?" For me, I'm taking this. I got to be honest. I am taking this. I really like the Gaslight Anthem, but I am taking this. This is fucking great. This record. Yeah, I, th- I think with Gaslight, you know, t- t- again, technically, this is a better album than the Gaslight Anthem, but it's just Gaslight have such an emotional fucking pull on me. Mm. From That's understandable, you know, 2008. 2008 was like one of the worst fucking years of my life, and the other thing that saved it was hearing the Fifty Nine Sound, basically. Yeah, it's a brilliant record. And for that. They could literally just, you know, fart on a piece of fucking string and I'm like, it's brilliant. It's gaslight. I'm in. <laughs> I'm not sure what fart on a piece of string would sound How like. How long's but... a piece of string? How long's the fart? Well, exactly. Let's not get into that. This is deep shit that we're talking about at this point, isn't it? Some of it was yeah. true by the Menzingers is out now. It is very good. Let's move on and talk about La High. 
by Sampha. Seems like we're doing a lot of people who haven't released albums for some point. There's been big gaps in their mm. release um, schedule, I should say. The second album from the UK solo artist, a follow-up to his 2017 Mercury Prize-winning album, Process. Mm. Back in Fucking amaz- amazing album. Which is a very, very, very good record. Yeah. That's a long time to be winning the Mercury yeah. Music Prize and then not be doing anything. Yeah. You know, I say not be doing anything. He's been doing things, but this is the first time we've got a record. And we've got a gorgeous record. It's another album that is inspired by themes of becoming a parent whilst also losing a parent. So I think the obvious thematic comparison would be Hugo by Lord Carner which both you and I were massively into last year oh my god yes I think it's an obvious thematic comparison but unlike that record this is musically very different from that where that was full of like you know big blustering beats quite hard hitting lyrical stanzas a lot of you know yeah I'd almost say kind of borderline aggressive kind of sounds and delivery from loyal Karna, even though you know it was open and emotional it was it was still quite a boisterous sounding record this is swooping soaring stuttering jittering modern r&b and liquid drum and bass mixed with some incredible sounding strings and melodies it gets more open moving and more emotionally weighty the longer that this goes on you get a song like only and it's hard not to stop what you're doing put everything down and just sit and listen when you get a song like this um for me the best song on the album and there's quite a quite a lot of competition for that but i really love dancing circles which has this feeling of kind of paranoia and existential dread and lyrics about time passing and wondering if your life has passed me by and the music even kind of seems to stop when the lyrics reflect, you know, like I stop for a second. It's ultimately still, with all of that going on, it is ultimately still a love song. And so much of this is R&B, liquid drum and bass love songs. But with that feeling of unease and uncertainty surrounding it, he's, he's fucking great, this guy. He's, he's, a, real, he's a real special talent. And um, I can't, yeah, I, I generally thought that it was like, a, you know, one album and out, he won the Mercury, that was it, job done, you know, and then this comes out, it's it's, it's wonderful, it's just an absolutely wonderful kind of mashup of strings, warm synths, broken beat and world music, it's all so effortless, even though the subject matter is, you know, it's pretty, frequently pretty fucking dark, man, a lot of it is kind of about, you know, chronic trauma and crisis, you can almost feel the anxiety kind of coming through um best track it'd probably be only for me i think only is, right, is wonderful just wonderful piece of brilliant, work yeah completely yeah brilliant. it's it's great it's, it's great to, it's, it's great to have him back and fair fucks to him for taking his time man mm. yeah you know because you know, I'm, I'm sure because because i think he was he, he wasn't the front runner i think for the 2017, 2017. Mercury. I don't think. I, have I can't so. remember what else it was up against, but I remember it being quite a surprise that he won. And I mean, Process is is is, is a beautiful album. And this is this is a fantastic follow up. It really is. Yeah, I can I can check 
um, who uh, who won in 2017. I'll just get the Wikipedia up just so people can remember. Who well, he, he won in 2017. Oh, yeah, no, he, not who won, but who else was... was, uh, was <laughs> who lost. Was nominated. So Loser. You had Relaxer by Alt-J, The Big Moon, Love in the Fourth Dimension. I remember that being... Um, mm quite a lot of hype around that at the time Blossoms by Blossoms obviously had a lot yeah. of hype around him Yesterday's yeah. Gone by Lord Karner yeah another debut yeah. Together as yeah. One by Dinosaur I don't remember that at all Glass, Anim- Glass Animals How to Be a Human Being I mean Glass Animals have gone on to have one oh really I remember big. I remember that yeah. I remember that Dinosaur album sorry that was it was a jazz album okay they're from Cambridge they're from Cambridge I think oh, okay. yeah really good really yeah good. the debut album Common Sense by Jay Huss big I mean Divide by Ed Sheeran is big, right? Gang Signs and Prayer mm. by Stormzy yeah. is big. Let Them Eat Chaos by K Tempest. I mean, again, I remember yeah. a lot of people talking about that at the time. And I See You by The XX. Yeah. You know, so you look at that, like The XX, Stormzy, Ed Sheeran, Blossoms, and Alt J all had a lot of, you know, a lot, lot, lot of hype around them and, and a lot yeah. of kind of commercial cachet. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, don't be surprised if this gets nominated. Oh, this. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will, it will get at least a nomination for the Mercury. Yeah, I would have thought so. And 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 fucking, it deserves to. I think. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's a great follow up. Mm-hmm. Great follow up. Really good. Lahai by Samfa is out now. As is back to the '80s. We go again. Good hey. night. God bless. I love you by Crosses. The second album from Chino Marino's Electro Side Electro oh, a Rock Pop Side Project. Who were yeah. always for me immediately better than Team Sleep, which was the thing that we all kind of thought oh, about Team I Sleep. Quite like, Did you? Oh, I quite like no, Team Sleep. Yeah, it, was got, it was shoe guys, wasn't it? It was shoe guys. Never got on with I'm Team Sleep. I'm all about shoe. that. Team, team Sheep. They sound team like sleep. a me- <laughs> Team Sheep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never got on with that. It put, it put you to sleep. Uh, Sean Lopez mm. from Far is the other guy he does it with. So, you know, that yeah. if that means something to you, just know it means something to us. It fucking well. should do. <laughs> Look, man, we've probably had too much 80s retro nostalgia chat throughout this episode already. But here we are. Mm. And this has been happening for a few years now, this kind of thing. But to the credit of Sean Lopez and Gina Moreno, Crosses were doing this a long time before this thing became yeah. very, very popular, right? First album yeah. came out in, I want to say 2014. That's what I want yeah, to say. Lot, yeah, it was a while ago. It was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I say I want to say 2014. I should probably see exactly when it was. It was 2014. So, yeah, you know, look, they've been doing it for a long time. And I think when you look at the personnel on this as well, you've got uh, quite, a, quite a few interesting people coming on board you've got old uh, Robert Smith turning up on Girls Float Boys Don't Cry mm. not that you really hear him that much I would say and it's kind of no. not obviously Robert Smith on it uh, you got LP of um, Run The Jewels rocking up doing a verse on Big Youth again not a lot for him to do but he sounds very good in it and I think the song mm. is great I think when this is good it's really good really really good it's not always good great it's not always great but it's usually pretty good is what i would say and it's a side project for somebody who's in a much bigger much better band but it is good i mean you know you get something squelchy like pulse plague is really good i still think the opening track pleasures this kind of throbbing sex dungeon banger (laughs) 
yeah. is amazing. And I don't think they ever yeah. quite hit the heights of that song again throughout the record, personally. I was sexy electro t- times Chino equals happy gaz, really. I mean, it's proper kind of seductive, neon lit goodness. Um, Chino sounds great on it. It's beautifully produced. I love the kind of downward spiral-esque of that, you know, of pleasure. I was just waiting for him to just go like, I want to... You know, it's, it's, it's a sexy fucking album, this. It really is. Mm. It's... Uh, Invisible Hands is is wonderful. It's kind of that's the standout track for me. You know, right. a bit of noiry, dark class, and it, it, it's a classy album. Yeah, and it's uh, obviously you know it's it's Chino and Mate from Far, you know, coming both coming from like incredible stock, and it's great. I think this is, I think this is the best thing Crosses have ever done. Hmm. I think. Yeah, me um, too. I probably think that as well. Yeah. I think the first, again, yeah. again, I think both albums are good, but yeah, not amazing. Fifteen tracks. I don't think it needs to be fifteen mm. tracks. Personally, no. I think you get around no. the kind no. of midpoint, and you know, there's a few like I really like Last Rites. You know, I really like Eraser as well. I think the Robert Smith song yeah, is not as good as I wanted it to be, but it's okay. It's pretty good. But, you know, it's Chino, and whatever yeah. Chino puts his name to, of course we're going to fucking listen to it. Of, of course, course we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's 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 a, it's a decent. It's a decent record, I would say. It's it's classy. It's I mean, classy. It's, classy. And sec- it's, got, it's got a definite just level of class to it. Shaggers kind of album. Raises it. It's the Shaggers album. It's, yeah, yeah. It's Steve Sex Tape, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's Craig David in eyeliner with black nail varnish. Oh. Oh. Anyway. It's not actually. It's nothing like that at all. But anyway, <laughs> good night. God bless. I love you. <laughs> bye, crosses. Is love you too. Love bye. You too, bye. <laughs> right, we got a couple more to do. Muriel by Muriel. Now, Muriel is the brainchild of Cardiff-based musician Zach Thomas. Muriel is him. He is Muriel. Although he now has a band that has helped him flesh out what was originally bedroom recordings of this project, which I just sort of happened upon. From Bandcamp, essentially, you're getting a very lo-fi, indie-sounding album, but a bit like the Swift Jan Stevens album, although obviously not to the same standard quite yet, I wouldn't say. Full of great songwriting and some really rather odd and unusual and not at all polished bits to it. I think this is really, really cool. It's got nine tracks, so it's not going to take up loads of your time. He's not massive, you know. Zach uh, Muriel, Zach Thomas, is not massive. There's not loads of listeners on Spotify. In fact, I can actually tell you exactly how many Spotify listeners he has. He has got 3,362 monthly listeners on Spotify. It's not a lot at all, right? And I would say the slowest songs on this record are the best ones for me. I hope it won't hurt me. It's great. That's the vibe that I like. This kind of Damien Rice-esque kind of very very quiet again odd jangled lo-fi indie emoting it's cool someone's coming in is the best song for me haunting moving lilting dark soft acoustic indie rock really really good i'm very happy that i happened upon this record gaz same mate again proper bit of me cinematic dream folk 
Mm. <laughs> there, there's a sub sub genre. Yeah. Um, kind of, you know, lullabies played with like almost like anxious kind of urgency. Um, Lavender by the Frames has a real kind of shimmering kind of gentle beauty to it. Um, <laughs> it's a. I've had a bit of trouble falling asleep past few weeks, various reasons. Um, but this is this is a wonderful album to fall asleep to in a good way. Mm. Yeah, I bet. It's, it's really helped. It's like a hug in a warm jumper. Mm. It's it's a really, really beautiful thing. And uh, yeah, thank you for bringing it to our attention, man. You know, deserves way more fucking kind of monthly listeners than I presently have. Yeah, it's I, a wonderful thing. I think so too. I think so. I hope, you know, if that's the sort of thing, if you do go in for that, I don't know, Bon Iver. Yeah, it's kind of got that kind of. It's almost got like a yeah, like a bedroom kind mm. of band quality to it, mm. but in a really kind of like unassuming and real way. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's. I think it's beautiful. It's a beautiful album. Yeah, it's beautiful. It really is, and the quiet. It's it's one of those rare albums. I think that the kind of the quieter and more subdued it is, the the more yeah. intense the, and yeah, yeah, great it sounds. It's it's really good yeah. it's really really yeah. good I'm I'm yeah. I'm really into this I think it's great and it's like I say it's not Same. long at all it's only nine tracks no. and one of them is only one minute and 37 seconds long so yeah. it's not a long album by any stretch of your imagination so go and check it out Muriel that's M-U-R-I-E-L that is the name of the artist and the album right these guys need no introduction Duran Duran <laughs> Dance Macabre by Duran Duran a sort of covers remix stopgap re-recording collection from the brummy new romantic legends this is actually quite a lot longer and more involved than i thought it was going to be so you get essentially like a couple of new versions of some of their old songs you get night boat new version of night boat uh new version of lonely in your nightmare but mashed up by (laughs) super freak by rick james which i don't know where they thought that came idea came from <laughs> bitch coming out of sex with charlie murphy <laughs> <laughs> and you've also got some covers on here so you've got duran duran doing covers which can be some, oh, something no. A, no it's got a mixed bag it's got a mixed bag oh. i know you'd be harsher oh. on it than that but i'm gonna say a mixed yeah. bag on here we get yeah <laughs> it is a mixed bag you've got a cover of psycho killer by talking head which is fine it's fine. It's not fine. It's not fine. It's pointless. It's pointless, but it's fine. Absolutely fucking pointless. It's pointless, but it's it's fine. Ghost Town by the Specials is a fucking disaster. <sighs> That's a disaster. It's up there with Nine One One as a joke. It's a bad, it's fucking bad, terrible, bad, bad cover. That really, really bad. I don't know what they. Were Why do they follow up a really good album with a fucking dog shit covers album? They did it in 95. They did, yeah, that's exactly what they did. <laughs> you know, they followed the wedding album, which was like their massive fucking comeback, Ordinary World and all that, mm. Come Undone and Too Much Information. With the... And uh, what was what's the, what was the last Duran Duran album called? One before this. Uh, it was, was really called, good. it's not called Anniversary, that's the first, so Future, Future Past, I think it's called. Yeah, really, really good. Mm. Really good album. Really, really good. Mm. And yeah, you've got a terrible cover of Ghost Town. A, 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 a totally unnecessary, quite rubbish cover of Painted Black by the Rolling Stones. Fuck <laughs> no. But, but, I'm going to say it. Billie Eilish, <sighs> Bury a Friend by Billie Eilish. They cover that. 
and I think that's at least interesting. Yeah. They make some interesting yeah. stylistic decisions with that. Spellbound by Susie and the Banshees is such a banger. And it's the sort of song that can translate into, you know, the original Susie and the Banshees one was this kind of John McGeeck, amazing guitar line. Those kind of like locomotive post-punk drums. Susie doing that kind of wild gothic post-punk vocal and you can trans sort of transcribe that into a disco throbbing new romantic tune i think you can do that and i think they do that i think the cover of spellbound is all right having said that you know it's there's some odd choices they're done because it's kind of halloweeny songs i don't know why paint it black is oh, black i suppose but like black. yeah it is weird but mate black moonlight though like when you got like a few new songs and I think it's like three new songs. Yeah. Black Moonlight's yeah. fucking brilliant. That's the best oh, song. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So mate, they've what the, why is, didn't they just release an EP of the the new songs? I I, I couldn't tell you. Because they yeah. don't can you always ring Simon up. Could you, could you just ring Simon up? I oh, mate, if I could ring Simon oh. up, he's you know I would. Can't you can't because he's blocked you. <laughs> <laughs> he don't want to see me. You don't want to see me, you mentalist. I got your kids, Simon. I got your kids. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, look, it's a mixed bag. This, let's be honest, it's it's a mixed bag. Yeah. It is yeah. a stopgap, like silly little fun thing that they've done. I'm not going to get too upset about it particularly when you've got like Black Moonlight which I think is yeah. like a legit banger a legit banger like yeah. why, why why do you need to re-record Nightboat don't need to do you well no and, unless it's to on the earn royalties because maybe they earn fuck all royalties off any of those early stuff I don't know mm. it could be that maybe it could be that I mean it's nice to hear Nightboat again because it's a fucking great song great song what you know B-side of Union of the Snake. It is. I what I don't understand about this is it's all meant to be Halloweeny songs, right? What's the most Halloweeny yeah. Duran Duran song? Friends of Mine, right? Why haven't they done why haven't they re-recorded that? Surely that makes up yeah. all their songs. That is the one that actually literally references loads of fucking horror icons. Yeah. Yeah. So why are they not it's good. It's, 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 not thought it through, not, have they? Not thought it through. Nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not the first time you could say that about a Duran Duran it covers is, album. It, it, it is true, but look, worth it for. Interesting enough, always like to hear Duran Duran. Black, oh, oh yeah, yeah, Black Moonlight, you know, is wicked. Black Moonlight's fucking great. Yeah, probably like Niles, Noel Rogers era kind of callbacks he's, to it. He's on it. Noel Rogers plays guitar. Yeah, I know. Yeah, great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Happy days. Yeah, there you go. Um, Dance Macabre by Duran Duran. We sort of say that to... We say the last two. They are big artists, the last two that we're covering, but they're kind of a bit silly. Not even silly, but like not strictly new albums. So Dance Macabre. And to end the show with RE This Is Why by Paramore, a remix of their recent, excellent recent This Is Why album. One of the albums which will unquestionably, unquestionably make the top 20 of the year for me. I really, really love this album. It's definitely the best Paramore album. Remix albums tend to be, speaking rather kindly, again, a hit and miss affair, I would say. <laughs> yeah. A hit and miss affair. I personally think this is one of the best ones I've ever heard. I think the this is why the title track that falls 
kind of rejig into this dubby beauty is great i think dommy and gd uh, jd beck turning big man little dignity into a sort of liquid drum and bass song is great i think whatever zane lowe has been how much coke did zane lowe do before he he turned <laughs> running out of time into a high energy disco edm banger from yeah the fucking, I th- I th- like a euro dance song like what the yeah, fuck I- I think I think it's more MDMA than uh, yeah, possibly than yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wet wet leg basically don't remix. Secomsa, uh, they just cover it. Like that's not a remix, is it? it? That's not a remix. Is no, it? I don't. I, know. I actually I think, don't mind I, it, but like, I, yeah. I think I think I, I think they read the memo wrong. Yeah. Oh, we're doing a cover. You meant to remix no. it. Oh, oh. I thought you meant cover cover it. Yeah. Oh. And I'm too late now. You know, Julian Baker on on Thick Skull, I think, makes that really quite a beautiful song, even though it already was. Yeah, most of this is great, I mean, but for me, my absolute favourite is the Lindas making the news into this kind of marshmallow alt pop alt-rock rager mashup which is really really great yeah it's interesting versions of already brilliant songs as far as i'm concerned i am uh, i'm happy with this as a remix album i think it's good yeah it's i usually fucking despise remix albums they should hate them it's pointless fucking bullshit waste of time but this is actually actually has some thought put into it um and I, I, I love the kind of, I, what Foles did with the title track is, is, is fucking glorious. But yeah, you know, shock horror, wet leg is still rubbish. Um, but yeah, Zane Lowe, man, what the <laughs> fuck? What the? I, fu- I do love when, it. When, I, when, when it got to that, because I, I, I didn't initially look like who had done. I was listening to it while I was driving, and it got to, you know, when it just goes full batshit fucking like old school house. And it's just like, hang on a minute. I had to literally pull the van over. Who's fucking done a remix of this? And I'm like, fucking Zane Lowe, of all people. That prick. But, yeah. I like Zane Lowe. That is... Huh? I like Zane Lowe. Uh, I, I, I used to back in the day, like way back on MTV when he had the brown couch and all that. Mm. All that. that was that was quite amusing, but I, I didn't like his radio show. It was, it was just too much. Ah. Um... But yeah, the Zane Lowe trailer running out of time, that is the best song on here. For me, it's fucking it's glorious. Very close, it's just yeah. it's just you know, where 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 are my glow sticks? Where are my glow sticks? Oh Not my god, mate, there. it is like I, I just it it's it's, it's yeah, I, I just want to fucking rave. It's crop tops and glow sticks <laughs> and poppers yeah. and yeah. it's fucking Pop. it's fucking mad isn't it? <laughs> it is poppers and it is like sticky yeah. floored nightclubs gnarly the, fucking warehouses yeah. where the fuck are we on an industrial estate in nottingham yeah absolutely no. brilliant. I'm, I'm bang i'm, I'm yeah. into it mate i'm well into it yeah but i mean yeah. in general i think this is a very good remix album there's much more we need to say about it so yeah. there you go re this is why by paramore that is that is it Thank you very much for listening, everyone. We appreciate that. Hope you got some new stuff to listen to. We'll be back next week talking about pff, not new releases. So don't tweet us about no. new releases and go, why aren't you reviewing I that next done. week? We're not reviewing I'm anything. Done. We're not reviewing anything until this time next month. So shut up. All right. Yeah. Go over to patreon.com forward slash true cult pop beauty pill. It's coming this week in a couple of weeks time. Mm. Got your hip hop beginner's guide to mull over. Until we get to Bruce Springsteen, will be the next thing that we get into on the old. Yeah, 
That should be a laugh. All right. Anyway, thanks so much for listening, everyone. It's been a lovely time. See you later, guys. Have a nice weekend. Yeah. Have a nice weekend. Yeah. Good times. See you, mate. Can't wait. Uh, love you. Bye. Love you, bye. Oh, did your catchphrase? Shouldn't have done that, should I? Nicky, oh. your catchphrase. Hey. <laughs> Another lawyer letter I've, on the way to me. When you yeah, yeah. yeah. I, believe, I believe you'll be getting a letter from someone. I don't know who. <laughs> I haven't written it yet. Oh, dear. Anyway, see you later. Uh, bye. Love you, bye.